This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. Well, Junie, here it is, another week of broadcasting. And I think this week is going to be very, very interesting, June. And I say that because we're going to look at a number of scriptures, primarily from uh, Romans, Corinthians, and one from the book of James. And it's almost like a reminder. Sometimes we forget some key words in the Bible, but Paul uses the expression, do you not know? Like questioning. These are things we, we should know, but sometimes we overlook very basic things. Maybe it's a litmus test to see where we are. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us. We're going to begin... Uh, by looking at Romans chapter 6, 1 to 4. Okay, Romans chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace might increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know? Here's the words we want to emphasize. Do you not know? that all of us who have been baptized into Messiah Jesus have been baptized into his death. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death in order that Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Juni, very powerful verses, of course, the This chapter is really focused in on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, which is a pattern for our own lives. And I think we really need to identify that, Shelley, and talk about it. Because dying to self or in the baptism, we are really basically saying we want Jesus to be Lord of our life, we no longer want to live just for ourselves. We want to live for the Lord. And when we go down into those waters, not only does our sin go down with us, but our own ambitions, our Amen. own desires, our own life. And being raised up to newness of life is allowing the life of Jesus that lives within us. That's Thank his you, Lord. resurrected yes. power yes. that transforms and changes us into his likeness. That's why it's saying, you once lived in sin, 
but you are going to be dead and buried with the Lord. In other words, not to live in sin any longer. And I don't think that's emphasized in the gospel today, especially in the Western world. Really, it's really true. And Junie, the conclusion of the matter is in verse 4, that we too might walk in newness of life. And I know on Resurrection Day we share that newness of life implies a totally different quality of life. It's, it's being born again, born from above. So these are really deep truths that we tend to lose sight of and we need to be reminded of. That's why Paul said, do you not know? And these things that we might overlook need to be reinforced in our lives so that we will demonstrate to a lost and dying world and even to other brothers and sisters that we are living in the newness of life. And, and oh, yeah, so it, it's like, let's give an example um, of what that would mean in really everyday life mm-hmm. for all of us. That's right. It's it's yeah. living on a new in a new realm. Okay, let's an example, a living example. Let's say I talk to you and out of my mouth comes an exaggeration in the situation. Mm -hmm. And I remember the words, do you not know, June? Really? That you no longer live that way, but there's newness of life to be found in me, which would cause me to say, Shelley, I just realized I exaggerated. Can Mm -hmm. you forgive me? That's right. And allow... The truth. Jesus is the truth. So allow his life to be lived in and through me. And that can go to bigger sins. You know, I I know of a a guy who got saved, who's a Jewish believer, and he had stolen a jacket that he had worn for over six months and brought it back to the store and wept and gave it to the owner. And the owner didn't call the police or charge him. He forgave him. But he was so convicted in his heart that he had stolen and he went to return to the store owner, that jacket. So Jesus really does change our life. And the newness of life is not that we find a new life or we have different desires or our goals change. We die to our own life and ask that Jesus lead us and guide us and give us his heart and his hands. Really, Shelley, it's, it's, that's what a Christian is. That's right. That's right. Do you not know? So let's continue on in this chapter of Romans. Again, looking for those words again. Do you not know? Romans 6, let's begin at verse 14 and go through till verse 23. Romans six fourteen. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, under grace? May it never be. Do you not know, verse 16, do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death, or of obedience resulting in righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. 
And having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, resulting in further lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, resulting in sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. Therefore, what benefit were you then deriving from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the outcome of those things is death. But now, hallelujah, but now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit resulting in sanctification and the outcome eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Messiah Jesus our Lord. Junie, we need to be reminded, as Paul wants to remind all of us, do we not know? And you know, Shelley, sometimes there's deception involved. I'm meeting with someone who was um, gave her life to be celibate uh, and for 22 years served as a sister in the Lord in a community of people who live celibate lives. And it turned out that she had a nervous breakdown and 11 years ago was put on mental medication. And over the last 11 years, a life that was once sanctified, set apart, she believed lies about herself. She believed that certain things happened to her that made her emotionally a seven-year-old. She became dysfunctional. She believed she was uh, schizophrenic, manic, depressive. I mean, show me that in the scripture, Shelley. And today the church believes, you know, in mental illness and that there could be things in your brain that cause you certain things. Well, yeah, but doesn't Jesus heal and restore as we cry out to him? And in meeting with her, she's reading from my book, Drinking from the Wells of Salvation, which talks about revival in the chapters and in the study guide, which teaches uh, through the chapters how to apply that to your life. And week by week, I'm seeing her look at me and saying, June, my eyes are being opened. Shelley, Mm -hmm. do you not know that when we're obedient to the Lord, He changes us and heals us. He's our counselor. Really? He's our healer. He's our physician. He's the almighty God. And so to a listener who might be caught in sin, in bondage, in a stronghold, do you not know that you can call out on the name of Jesus? Do you not know you can call out on the blood of Jesus? Do you not know that you can choose to read the word and cry out and ask God to deliver you and heal you and guide you? Do you not know that the Lord is alive today Amen. Yes, and Lord. able to heal you? That's that really you're summarizing verse 16, Junie, which says, do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, who's leading your life? either of sin resulting in death 
or of obedience resulting in righteousness. Again, it's our choice. And uh, it's interesting in verse 17, it says, but thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. Interestingly, Junie, that, that word in Greek for form speaks of the teaching that we need to be conformed to. And it speaks of a mold, a, an M-O-L-D, that was used to cast molten metal. In other words, believers are molded into divine truth. It Boy. speaks of transformation. And it's up to us. Who leads our life? Do you not know that you are obedient to the one who's leading your life? It's either the the, the one who's uh, epitomizing darkness or the light of the world who is our, uh, our Messiah. And it's interesting, one verse that caps, capsules it all, Second Peter 2.19, For by what a man is overcome, by this he is enslaved. Lord. May we become enslaved to righteousness, truth, and to our Messiah. Which will bring freedom peace and liberty and peace. Hallelujah. And joy. And in yes, the in the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank Father, you, we Lord. thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word that, that is alive. Yes. And I pray that our listeners will remember, do you not know that Jesus has done it all? Nothing else is needed but to be dead, buried, and resurrected in the fullness of life that leads to righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.